Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happiness Journey with Dr. Dan podcast, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a bilingual neurolinguistic programming and cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling using the EFT method, dissociative disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, dream analysis, and also provide life, business, and retirement coaching support. I provide individual one-on-one sessions in both French or English, and also do group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550, and our website can be found at lifecoach10amzalike.com. Today, I'm very excited to have for our 10th and last episode of Season 17, a songwriter and music producer and a resilience expert, Wendy Starland. And just like every of my past episodes, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Wendy, the floor is yours. Thanks so much for having me on. It's great to be here. I am a singer and songwriter. I was honored by the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I am best known for discovering and developing 13-time Grammy-winning, two-time Golden Globe and Oscar-winning icon Lady Gaga. I have worked with tons of artists um, from the Grammy-nominated record I sang on for Moby, called Last Night, opened for Sheryl Crow, Jack White, um, and just worked with a ton of different artists in the music industry across the board. It's been really a difficult um, path in the music industry because it is one where you are met with the constant confrontation and hurdles to overcome and finding your joy in that has been one of my life's missions. Um, While you're trying to do something that you love, having all the sharks in the water Mm -hmm. is something that is really uh, difficult to overcome, but makes you stronger for it. So thank you so much for being here today, Wendy. Um, So we mentioned before we started the podcast that you have to be basically very resilient in this industry, just like the uh, movie industry, um, the music is almost similar. So tell us your own tribulation, your own challenges that you had to face before you got to a point of representing the top artists in this industry. So at the beginning, it was a matter of being taken seriously. Um, for, first and foremost, I mean, uh, people uh, who, many of the people who run the music industry are either many have been failed musicians, many um, don't necessarily want you to succeed. They just want to maintain their job and make sure that, uh, you know, they're in a safe spot financially. Um, Being a musician is very difficult um, because there's all kinds of financial issues in the music industry, uh, artists being paid 0.004 cents per stream. Um, And so making earning a living wage is difficult in and of itself, but also dealing with the characters inside of it. Um, You know, I'm somebody who really prides myself on, you know, being a well-educated person who came from a very ethical background. And some of the people that I dealt with were, not so ethical um and so overcoming 
all of those issues in a male dominated industry, being a woman, um, had all sorts of challenges that I had to overcome. So how did you surmount those challenges? I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a very challenging aspect, because if you're new in this industry, no one really gives you uh, opportunities. So how did you find those opportunities to be able to get to where you are, or to where you've been, etc.? <laughs> you know, I really had to hustle. I mean, I didn't know anyone in the music industry going in. I said, okay, well, let me go to places where there are live shows, where there could be music industry executives. And I networked my ass off. I did whatever it took to go up, talk to people, find out how things are done. Um, as social media became more and more prevalent, I started reaching out to people, um, you know, liking their posts, messaging them, um, reaching out to various musicians, other people I could collaborate with um, and and add value through my talent and overcoming the difficulties um, really takes your own inner voice. You, you need to be able to listen to your heart and say, why am I in this? What What is my purpose in going after these challenging situations? But my love of music was so strong and setting my diary to music was of the utmost importance to me to become the full flourished version, you know, to reach my full potential. Um, and so I did whatever I had to do. I meditated. I, um, I sought counsel from friends or, um, you know, I've been in therapy before I've, you know, spoke to counselors. I've, I've listened to mentors, whatever you got to do to get to the next level and continue to believe in yourself and your mission so were you raised in a family of musicians or this just not at all nowhere i i had my uncle is was a musician he played with bruce springsteen and the allman brothers and black sabbath and is an incredible guitarist however by the time i was growing up it was a totally different music industry and it was something that I really had to face on my own and find the solutions for myself. But my parents were both very corporate mm -hmm. um, and so is my older sister. And so um, being the artist in the family in my immediate family was something that it took some work to find out who I was gonna become and break the mold and and become my own person so i mean were they very supportive in that nature because you know like if they're in the corporate world they have more stability in the music world knowing how it is so unstable or the such a minimum amount of royalty that you get for each stream did they worry about you not be able to uh, uh sustain yourself or be self-sufficient or how was their mentality or their mindset around it yeah, I mean, they were supportive of me as a singer, as a songwriter and record producer. However, they were extremely worried. Um, you know, is my my child uh, is used to a certain lifestyle growing up in New York City um, and 
having a wonderful life? Is she going to be able to support herself? Is she going to be able to succeed in an industry, a male dominated industry where, um, you know, she's a young girl and it it's taken a lot of time and effort and energy for them to see no matter what, there was nothing that could stop me. I mean, I've been so determined <laughs> from day one that this was hundred percent what I was going to be doing. So, um, with all their concern and their love and support, uh, they had to allow me to find out for myself if this was something I could handle. And many years later, <laughs> I'm still going. So, so were there moments, uh, Wendy, that you felt like to, like you said earlier, oh, screw it all. I'm fed up with this industry. I'm fed up with the people that I'm around with. I'm fed up with all the the abuse, the backstabbing and so on and so forth. Were there moments that you were thinking about that and just said, enough is enough? Or every time that you were thinking about that thought, this is when you push forward. Well, to be honest, there are several times, several times over the years where I've had to really push past the thoughts of negativity and find my own joy in it. Um, I push forward harder no matter what, because my love of music, my um, innate talent for it and passion for it has never ceased throughout all this time. Some of the people have frustrated me. The situations have been maddening. Um, at one point in my career, I had to go through a huge lawsuit and um, it was very publicly known throughout the world and written about in every magazine and newspaper across the globe, not only in the United States, but worldwide. And um, it was a David and Goliath story where I had to really overcome um, bad behavior. And, uh, you know, somebody else's uh, predatory behavior. And it was a really difficult time. Um, but I was able to overcome it and say to myself, what am I made of? You know, am I somebody who's going to cower in the face of, you know, difficulty and fear? Hell no. I'm somebody who I would never go through something like that unless it was absolutely necessary, unless I knew I was 100% right and had to push forward for who I am and what I believe. And during that time, I would really prove to myself who I am and what I'm capable of. And I've been better for it. I've become a much stronger uh, person my resilience is as far as I'm concerned you know I've I've been through it all and come out the other end so for everyone who wants to go into the music industry and then you know because you are uh like an authority in that figure and all um what would you recommend them because obviously the world has changed completely from what it was before Napster than what it is now etc so um would you tell them that okay there's still way for you to be able to succeed in it or is there are you just running on the treadmill that is not going nowhere so i mean they, they want to be able to look up to someone like you who has gone through it all who has gone through the hurdles the challenges the adversity 
and still made it happen. So what's your what's your thought about five years from now about the music industry? Is it going to get worse or better? I think it's going to get better um, in the next five years because I believe technology is now changing. Five years from now, virtual reality is going to be all we're dealing with. Between five and 10 years from now, we will not no longer be using phones or computers. There, we're gonna have our headsets, our glasses, and everyone's just, I, I'd be sitting here for this podcast, you'd be sitting in front of me, um, and it's, it's gonna be a whole new world. And artists who are unsigned, I believe that there's gonna be uh, ways for them to distribute their music and have ownership um with different laws than the laws that are applying now so the streaming laws are all going to change because streaming is going to be obsolete basically it's going to it's going to take place in uh, virtual reality artists are going to be paid in cryptocurrency um and so they will receive royalties every time um it's sold so there won't be any um bad financial um reports coming back that only show half your royalty streams or whatnot. Um, there's going to be clear reporting and every time it's sold, your masters are sold to someone else and someone else, um, you will get paid a fair royalty rate on it. And so I think that it's coming around to really the time of the artist. The record labels have been in control for such a long time. It's not like record labels won't have control. I think they will. And not all record labels are bad. They're they're very good. They're promoting artists. Um, and there's a lot of good things about it. But um, there's going to be a shift, a power shift that allows for greater independence <clears throat> and a greater success rate for artists who, you know, a middle class will be built for artists that doesn't exist right now it's the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and there's going to be a middle class that's built so you would encourage anyone who has that uh that artistic talent to be able to kind of continue on with their dreams not give up until that moment as you just predicted may occur or will occur because obviously it changes because those record label companies obviously they do not want to let go of any control because this is how they get richer. So them having to pay the full and just amount to all the, the artists that will be able to have less in their pocket. So do you think they will allow that? I think that <clears throat> kind of like Napster, um, they will, they didn't embrace Napster up front. They were like, oh, there's no way that people are going to download music illegally. We have all the rights. Well, I think hopefully they learned their lesson from that. And um, if that's, they, they saw that music is basically free now. I don't know anybody who pays for music unless it's live music, but um, people still go to concerts. But when it comes to, you know, putting music on your iTunes playlist, people aren't buying from iTunes. People are are downloading music for free. So 
with virtual reality, I believe there is going to be a shift and also the transition point from now until we're totally all in headsets. Um, there, there's going to be a shift to um, people, you know, record labels are going to make it as, as advantageous to themselves as possible. But I think the new rules are being set now by some leaders. I've met some incredible leaders um, in the VR space who are ensuring that artists get paid what they're meant to. So they're kind of like the Napster of, sure. of VR. And so they're making sure that the money goes to the artist instead of the label. So we'll see how it all plays out, but the rules, people are planting the flag now. And so it's a very exciting time. And I think that artists should always push on because if that's their purpose and they know that this is what they're meant to do in life, um, there's no greater reward than fulfilling your life's perfect purpose. So, but <clears throat> with what happened with uh, Facebook metaverse, well, they gave up on that uh, project. I'm not sure exactly if it was really well-developed or it cost too much to develop. Do you think that within five years, they're going to make the project back again with virtual reality or augmented reality? Because you mentioned that people will still go to concert, but if they have their headset, they have the their uh, glasses, virtual reality glasses. So would they actually need to go to the actual concert or they'll be able to just sit down in their living room and just feel like they were there? So how will the money still be generated if they don't buy the same tickets as they would if they go to the face-to-face -face, uh, event? I think that concerts are such an exciting experience. I really think that um, there will be many more virtual reality concerts than live concerts. That being said, there's nothing like the real thing. So I think both will coexist, um, but virtual reality concerts will be more prevalent. And, you know, there are, if you wanna see your ba favorite band, they don't go to every single city, they go to the major yes. cities. Correct. And so if you live somewhere in the middle of nowhere, all of a sudden you will be able to have access. And since VR puts you in the best seat in the house, yes. <laughs> you yeah. will have a great experience. Um, and I mean, to be honest, I think VR is so amazing that what it's gonna do for society in terms of you know, people who, let's say you're quadriplegic and you have major disabilities, you're gonna be able to experience this whole new reality where you can fly, you can do all of these different things. And I don't know when I have a VR headset and I, I feel it through my body, like as if <laughs> it's, uh, it's exhilarating. So I think there's gonna be positives. I think there'll be some negatives as well. People will stay home more um, instead of getting out of their house as much, but I think a lot of people will still wanna see the, the real thing. So when, when it goes back to uh, advising our listeners or giving them a few tips on how to be, how to practice resilience, I mean, obviously it's through challenges in your life that you built this uh, character trait. Um, what, what would you do? Like you said, you said something about meditation. Did that help to be more resilient or uh, resilience force you to meditate to continue on being more resilient? <laughs> 
Well, both are true. Um, you know, the difficulty of life led me to meditation and um, meditation helps me to cope with those things. I mean, you've got to really look inward and, you know, get to a place where you are less and less affected by exterior influences. The more you can control your own mind and heart, the better it is to be able to uh, live a peaceful existence. Because honestly, there are always going to be people out there who are trying to grasp at either your success, your influence, your happiness. There's going to be jealousies. There's going to be all kinds of negativity. But you have to look at yourself and say, did these people accomplish the things that I've accomplished? Did these people go through the trials and tribulations that I went through? No, I accomplished these things for myself. And I am a stronger, more well-balanced, developed person for it. Um, I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't have the compassion and empathy for others that I do if I hadn't gone through all the difficult times in my life. I've really had to become a person of substance and be there for others the way I would have wanted them to be there for me. Um, and so uh, meditation, um, empathy, learning different tactics to handle the difficulties of life have been crucial to my success. But would you say, Wendy, that because you are in a in an industry that is very, uh, would say, unethical to some people, I'm not going to generalize, obviously, um, if let's say you were a very selfless person before you got into that industry, and this industry is very selfish, did that force you to having to become selfish or else you're going to be completely destroyed that that changed some of your personality traits no who you are in the face of you know adversity unethical people difficult situations is who you're gonna be you know i have to look at myself in the mirror every day and you know put my head on the pillow at night knowing who i like who i am and i can go to sleep saying i'm a a person who is not going to waver just because of what's happening around me. Um, I don't love success more than I love myself. I have to be true to myself. Mm -hmm. And that is the only way to um, be the kind of human being that I can respect. <laughs> and that it, to me, you know, who you are from the moment you're born to you die, the happiest person from the time they are born to the time they die, that's the person who wins, not the richest, not the most successful, not the most famous, the person who is the happiest. And so I know what will make me happy. And I know that overcoming these periods of difficulty, being a person of integrity is what makes me happy. That's a beautiful answer, Wendy. Honestly, it's like very well thought of. And especially for someone who has been in this industry for so long, um, there's some resentment that is actually being built inside someone because you have to become really 
strong, really hard-headed in this industry because or else you could be eaten alive. So, but you still found a side of you that is your true personality. You have not changed who you were since you were young. And this in itself shows how genuine of a person you are because it's very, very hard to find people like that nowadays. And not just in this industry. It could be anything, entertainment, like movie, music, and any industry you're in, you're always going to find the very few minority of people that will destroy the majority. And that's unfortunately the case that we live, we all live in in this society. Yeah, well, I mean, we see the terrors of the world. And if we all followed um, these disgusting influences, people who have, you know, no ethics and morals, then this world would be a terrible place to live in. I want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. I want to create something beautiful and put it into the world and affect lives in a positive way and um, be a source of inspiration for people and have them inspire me back. <laughs> so, you know, I love to promote people who are beautiful lights in the world. I mean, we have, we came to this world to, you know, be inspired to sh share our light with the world. And we have to be um, a constant source of inspiration and positivity to others in order to reach our full potential and have the kind of real authenticity and influence that we deserve because none of us need to kind of cower to our our best selves we need to embrace it and shine the light and you know what i think you demonstrated to all of our listeners out there um that how how great you can be of a person even though you are in a sea of sharks and that unfortunately because people tend to become they mirror the behavior of other people around them, even though they were a very gentle kind of person because of the, the sea that they swim in, they become who the other person are. And you, based on what I see from you, you've not changed who you are as an authentic and genuine person. So congratulations for that to Wendy. It's very, very hard to find people just like you, um, especially being in an industry that is so difficult, so challenging, so challenging, so backstabbing as well. Um, and that goes for many others. I mean, like I said, I'm not really familiar with this industry, so I could not really be, you know, cast a judgment on it. But obviously, for what I've seen, it's uh, it has not really been the, especially for the artists out there that are being really put aside. They don't make enough money. They struggle. They have to get the second or third job to be able to survive. So thank you so much, Wendy, for being able to express yourself and letting people out there that there's still amazing people like you around. Um on that note, uh, that is all the time that we have for today's podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us. And thank you again, Wendy, for participating and inspiring our many listeners with your incredible story. Now, we hope that you've all enjoyed today's episode. And I'm also very excited about the many upcoming guests that we have scheduled for season 18 of the Happiness Journey podcast filled with inspirational stories, just like the one that you listened today. Now, here are some concluding words of wisdom. Resilience is the unwavering spirit that carries us through life's storm, is the inner strength that turns setbacks into stepping stones and adversity into opportunity. In every challenge we face, resilience reminds us that we possess the power to rise, to adapt, and to overcome. Embrace resilience as your greatest ally. 
for it fuels your journey and transforms obstacles into lessons. With each trial, you grow stronger, wiser, and more determined. So stand tall and unyielding. From within your resilient heart lies the key to conquering life's greatest test. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.